This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can, of course, take control of these airwaves and bring up whatever you want. The number is 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. And the point of the program is you can bring up anything. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. Mark dressed as uh, Woody from the Toy Story films. It's, well, tonight. this is uh, it's it's Pumpkin Fest here in Keene, New Hampshire, and everybody's dressed up. I took my. Everybody's not dressed up, actually. It's from what I understand, it used to be a much more dress up kind of costume event, and the super majority of people not dressed up. Well, um, I went through the the the, uh, the parade, the children's parade, where I took my son Jack. Oh, that's fun. And he had he's dressed up as Captain America, has the shield and everything, and so uh, he he picked my costume, and it's uh it's Woody from Toy Story. You know, it's a great series of movies. Somebody Have you seen all three poison the waterhole? No, I've only seen the the first one. Check out the other ones. Actually, the third one was really good. In fact, there's a kind of a liberty message in there. Barbie uh, actually delivers it. We talked about it when it uh, when it happened. She talks about take your word for it. Yeah, she it's a it's a great film. Anyway, eight five five four fifty free is uh, the number here. Speaking of the liberty message and getting it out, of course, Ron Paul had. A tremendous week uh, this week with over $2 million raised in one twenty-four, approximately 24-hour period. I uh, don't know what the final total ended up being, Mark. Do you recall? Well, for, for the 24-hour period? Or yeah, for the just black, for that one day. Um, I, I don't know for that day. I think it was about $2 million. It was over $2 million, Yeah. Uh, which you know, last time around he raised $4.3 million a year, you know, several years ago during his original campaign. But, but that was, got several million in the bank. Right, but that was the first ever money bomb that ever happened. And ever since then, the money bombs have kind of been a thing with the Ron Paul campaign. This one isn't called a money back. bomb, though. This is called Black This Out. Right, but we all know what it is. Uh, it's the same kind of idea as everybody donates on one day for the purpose of trying to get up to a, a big uh, total. Well, the suggestion here is is that uh, the, the lar- if, if a large enough total was reached, then there would be a news article out ab- uh, about it because the fact is that Ron Paul doesn't seem to be able to get news articles. And I, I don't know whether it's some kind of conspiratorial effort or whether uh, news agencies don't think he's electable or what i mean but the front runner now couldn't get any uh herman cain couldn't get any news stories a month ago and mm. who knows who's going to be the front runner in a month i mean it seems to me that herman cain's the uh, the flavor of the week in the republican party i mean it's it's a really weak field out there you know there's actually uh, speaking of media whether whether or not the media thinks that uh, ron paul can win there's actually a lengthy piece over at the Huffington Post, HuffingtonPost.com, which is a fairly mainstream web, uh, you know, web presence. Certainly a little lefty, but uh, it's owned by AOL. Yeah, I mean, but what I, when I say mainstream, right? It's 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 big, uh, and they're saying at least one of their editorial pieces here says Ron Paul can win. He can win if people vote for him. I mean, that's what it all boils down to, right? I mean, at this point, look at who the leaders are. Uh, Mitt Romney, who is the author, essentially, of Obamacare. Uh, you've got Rick Perry, who was up and down and, you know, he's forcing little girls to take uh, uh, vaccines they don't they they don't want and or may or may not want. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently some have had bad reactions to this. Uh, Herman Cain with his ludicrous 999 plan, <laughs> which really just can't stand the uh, the light of scrutiny, sadly. I mean, he's trotted out another version uh, now. And <laughs> I Apparently, he's vacillating on his uh, pro-life roots. I'm not exactly sure. So I'll, I'm going to share a little bit of this piece here. As I say, it's it's very lengthy and very good. I read the whole thing last night. Uh, again, HuffingtonPost.com. Ron Paul can win by 
Robin Corner. And Robin writes, It's hard to tell if the idea that Ron Paul cannot win in 2012 is more ignorant in its complete lack of historical sophistication or more arrogant in its claim to certainty amid all the complexity of 300 million lives and the myriad issues that affect them. Sometimes, perhaps once in a few generations, a nation can undergo what a mathematician or physicist would call a phase change. Now, the classic example of such a thing is a pile of sand. Every grain that you add makes the pile slightly steeper and slightly higher without moving any of the other grains inside the pile. Until eventually one grain is added that causes an avalanche of sand down the sides of the pile, moving thousands of grains and changing the shape of the pile completely. Yes. And I thought that was very interesting. He points out that uh, such behavior can be exhibited by all complex systems. And a nation, it should be obvious, is much more complex than a pile of sand. And I thought it was very interesting because when I was in jail, somebody sent me a book called Black Swan. And it kind of talks about this. It was written in the late part of this, uh, this past decade. Talking about uh, the Black Swan is the event that no one is able to foresee, basically. Now, there's a few more factors about what, what makes a black swan, uh, but man is always very good at looking back, in hindsight being 2020, and explaining, oh, well, that happened because, like September 11th, for example, sure. take, uh, take that as a good uh, black swan. People can look back and they can say, oh, well, you know, that happened because terrorism, blah, 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 the U.S. invading in other countries, and that created this problem. But and, nobody expected that to happen. I mean, exactly. You know, I, I, we were all going about our lives you know, day in and day out, not expecting the folks from the Middle East who had uh, been dealing with what they what they probably consider to be oppression from the West for decades. Why yeah. in the world would something like this happen? And then suddenly, and it happens. all of a sudden, it uh, it happens. So the idea was uh, he called it the black swan because for a long time, no one thought swans were black. All they saw were white swans. And that was all that was written about. And then finally, somebody took a picture of a black swan and, you know, proved that the, you know, the black swan exists. Exist. And, and now, of course, everybody's got cell phone cameras, so there are far more pictures, apparently, of black swans these days. <laughs> I imagine that's true. But it changed the perception of what a swan was. Right? And, and when, you're look, when you're talking about uh, sort of, um, you know, the world, you can see that there are far more these days than there were even half a decade ago of people who are upset. I think the Tea Party is a good example. I think the Occupy movement is another good example of what's going on here in the United States. States. Across the world, there was the Arab Spring. These Occupy movements have moved around the globe. There have been large-scale protests in uh, China and Iran and, and all kinds of countries. And it just goes to show that people – I think that these, this paradigm of top-down hierarchical government is unable to service people's needs and how it as – Time goes by and communication gets better with the Internet, exponentially better, not a little bit better, mm. exponentially better, that people realize that the, everybody else um, isn't getting the same level of service and it creates this synergy. And at some point or another, there's going to have to be some level of change. I don't know what that look, change is going to result in. Right, look I at certainly the polls. don't want what some of them want. Look at the polls. I mean, people these days and for the last as long as I can remember have just been very dissatisfied with the federal government on both sides of the aisle and what is right. it 9% approval it was, rating it for was 8% Congress uh, uh, well it's 8% of people believe uh, um, another recent one is 8% of people believe that uh, government the United States government does not have the consent of the governed I mean, that's if you remove the political class. Of course, the people in power believe they have the – of course we have the consent of the governed. It was actually more than 50 percent of people in government, uh, what they call ruling class, um, 
of them believed that they had the consent. But, I mean, you know, so did Muammar Gaddafi. He believed he had the, uh, the, the consent of the governed. And then a couple of months later, somebody puts a bullet in his head. You know, if people aren't consenting anymore mentally, but they're still kind of going through the actions because they're scared, for instance, of what might happen if they don't pay taxes or jump through some regulatory hoops, eventually that can can build to something. Now, hopefully it won't build to something violent and we can keep the message peaceful, but get the message out there that something does need to change and you need to decide what you're going to do about it. It's one thing to vote for Ron Paul. That's great. I'm not saying don't vote for Ron Paul. By all means, please vote for Ron Paul. Send whatever, I'm going to. Send whatever <laughs> message you can that uh, things need to change. But if Ron Paul doesn't win, or even if he does, Ron Paul alone can't dismantle this beast known as the federal government. He would need to have Congress on his side in order to do something like that. He can do a few things that would be pretty big, like bring the troops home from around the world. That'd be huge just on its own. So, no doubt. And a big cost savings. Yeah, and he can vote down all the the bills and stuff that they they put in. So he can certainly put a stop to the growth of government and maybe slightly roll it back. Uh, So, I think that there's good things to come from Ron Paul being elected. But either way... It's going to require you to do something more than just go to the ballot. It's going to require you to decide what you're willing to do, what level of risk you're willing to take to achieve some semblance of freedom in your lifetime. Unless you think you're free, in which case, you know, enjoy your chains. 855-450-FREE is the number here. 1-855-450-3733. Your thoughts are welcome. Bring up anything. Free Talk Live. You know the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know a new currency will take over at some point. Wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor? Bitcoins. They're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world. Find out more at weusecoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month. Your dollars are going down. Learn more about Bitcoins at weusecoins.org. That's weusecoins.org. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free at 1-855-453. That's 855-450-3733. You can join us on our website as well over at freetalklive.com. We've got news updates. So if you would like to be kept in the loop regarding Free Talk Live, what's going on with, uh, with this show and know it first, you can get on the news updates list and follow us via email, Twitter, or Facebook. Whichever way works best for you, or more than one of them if you like. It's all free over at news.freetalklive.com. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. ManVentureOutpost.com. They're family-owned and members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau. You know how important that is when you're shopping online. They've got prices there that are, in some cases, so low the manufacturers don't, won't even let them mint be mentioned on the air. Um, also, you can get an additional 5% off if you use coupon code FTL. That's uh, FTL is in Free Talk Live at ManVentureOutpost.com. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. All right. So uh, we'll continue here. We will take your calls about anything. We're discussing the piece over at Huffington Post. Ron Paul can win, according to one of their analysts. And a lot of people want to brush off Ron Paul. They want to act like, oh, he's just this silly. He's a silly old man. Look at him with his silly ideas about freedom. Americans don't want that. Americans want to control each other. 
Americans, that's what they've been doing, right, for the last however many decades. Uh, Americans have been voting time and time again to throw power between two different political parties so people can have the chance to tell everybody how they should live. And Ron Paul wants to change all that. The ludicrous statement from one side is that they want to help the little guy, and the other side is that they want smaller government. Where's the evidence for this crap? That those claims are true, you mean? Either one of these these claims. I mean, we've... uh, Ronald Reagan grew the government 60% under his tenure. George Bush did... Maybe 70%, but yeah. George um, George Bush uh, Jr. did the same in his. Um, I mean, the largest growth of medical care prior to Obamacare under George Bush. I mean, these... The, the the very idea that you're going to do the same thing you did previously. Oh, well, let's elect us a good conservative that has been inside the power structure for many, many years. Um, let's just go ahead and do that and expect something different. Oh, yeah, this time government's going to get out of my life and this time government's going to be smaller. You know, I mean, it's absolutely ludicrous. So, uh, again, not going to be able to share this whole piece with you because it's pretty lengthy. Uh, at one point, they talk about this phase change, which might also be called the black swan. It's, uh, it's something that people just don't see coming. But it's something that you can predict in that you can predict that they will happen. You can't really know exactly what they're going to be. Uh, for instance, the idea of uh, September 11th uh, is a great example of, uh, of a black swan, something that uh, was completely, you know, for most people, unexpected. Those who'd been paying attention... And knowing that uh, that you know the, the U.S. is meddling in other people's business around the world eventually would result in some form of blowback, could end up claiming, well, I figured something like that would happen, but they would have had no idea that it was going to be the twin towers and in such a dramatic fashion, and you know, there's no way that these things can be predicted. So he gives a couple of historical examples of this, uh, what he calls phase change. One of them is uh, Churchill. Who was you know very popular uh, back around the time of the the Second World War, and at one point he ran for re-election and was defeated unexpectedly, and that people you know, everybody expected Churchill's going to win again, and he didn't win. Uh, his opposition, the uh, gentleman, and who remembers the guy that beat him? Uh, apparently, apparently his name was Clement Adelaide. At least we don't remember him over yeah, here. Yeah, I, I remember the name now. I've, I've heard of this story before. Or Attlee, rather. Uh, Clement Attlee. And actually, Churchill put him down with the words, quote, a modest little man with much to be modest about. And what are they saying about Ron Paul? Well, they're saying similar Same things about thing. him. Quixotic is, uh, you, I mean, <laughs> at one point they couldn't write an article without using the term quixotic, which just means weird, right? And Ron Paul is a modest guy. I mean, he's not a very aggressive dude. He, uh, You look at his performance in the debates, maybe he would do a little better if he would take a little bit more of an aggressive stance and kind of speak up for himself. I, I don't know. I think some people are turned off by it. I mean, all this jumping in and acting right. like a tiger. Maybe the fact that he's being quiet and patient is going to win him win him some converts. You know, I mean, at this point in the, it's almost a death knell at this point in the in the the primary to uh, be doing well. I mean, everybody who's done mm. well up this point, uh, you know, the, once they get a further inspection, they tend to peter out. So he says here we can't see past a phase change. I don't know if the USA will have undergone one at the time of the 2012 election, but the necessary conditions for one are all in place as far as I can tell. One has to reach uh, back a good way in American history for a time of such rapidly rising sentiment that not only are our leaders – and I hate that that term, please – these are not your leaders. If you're following politicians, 
what the hell's the matter with you? Yeah, right. Don't you know these people are lying? Yeah. So the politicians, unable to even think of real solutions to the problems of greatest concern, uh, but also that the prevailing political and economic system is structurally incapable of delivering any long-term solutions in its current form. The sheer range and interconnectedness of the problems that the nation faces are such that any permanent solution to any one of them will require profound systemic change that will necessarily uh, upset many economic, political, and cultural equilibria. And that is nothing more than definition of a national phase change. But, of course, the people that are interested in the current, you know, the status quo, are going to try to down play ron paul as much as possible they see what he represents and they're not interested in having that uh, particular plan of events play out and they're going to do everything they can um to stop him the last thing that republicans in the the beltway of washington dc want is smaller government oh yeah and uh, you know it's, it's what will happen to all their corporate welfare buddies it's sad that ron paul is the beginning of this tea party movement and now everybody in the tea party is rushing off and seeing well which one of these kids oh ron paul doesn't count which one of these candidates are we going to, to to back up come on i mean at this point we know all these people are what they're all about so the average American, he says, uh, again, this over at HuffingtonPost.com, Ron Paul can win, may not know what is to be done, but she can sense when the system has exhausted all of its possibilities. And at that point, not only does the phase change become reasonable, it becomes desirable, even if what lies on the other side cannot be known. You know, one thing I've kind of wondered about in this uh, this situation is um, many of the lefties feel portrayed by uh, uh, Barack Obama, and rightly so. Uh, you know, and they think to themselves, "Well, he didn't, uh, you know, his campaign promises. He didn't, uh, he didn't back those up." And in a lot of cases, and, and it's certainly true. You know, why wouldn't uh, there's there's this phenomenon called a blue Republican, and I wonder why the, if this is catching on, or um, you know, I would certainly like to see it. Is people register Democrats unregistering as Democrat and Democrats and registering as Republicans so they can vote for Ron Paul in the primary? Because hmm. even even for a Democrat, I mean, you know, if, if a Republican wants small government, there's only one candidate to vote for. There, none of the rest are going to deliver it. I'd be willing to take. There's a no bet. reason not to either, because this time around, there's no primary for the Democrats, right? I mean, right. Are, is there anybody going to challenge Barack Obama? No, absolutely. I mean, if they do, they're not going to win. So right. it doesn't matter. There's no, there is no primary. So, like the last time around, the Democrats' excuse to not register as Democrat would be, "Well, I want to vote in the primary." Sure, but now they they don't have that excuse. Sure, so they could register in the Republican primary, vote for. Ron Paul, then at the very least, even if they're going to vote for Barack Obama, they would have a preferable candidate for him to lose to because, great sad to say, Barack Obama's likely to lose. And um, switch back to Democrat as soon as you're done voting for Ron sure, Paul. Sure. I mean, it's distasteful, but I've got to register as one of these parties to vote in a primary, too. What can I tell you? one 450 free the toll-free number here. You can take control of these airwaves, 855-450-3733. Your thoughts on uh, the Ron Paul situation? Is it possible that he can actually win or bring up anything you want? You can take control of these airwaves. It's Free Talk Live. The Ruger LC9. Compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP. Features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9.
This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up what you want at 855-450-FREE. It's the live Saturday edition, and we are here with you tonight. We includes Ian. And Mark. And the number, 855-450-FREE. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The site is free. You can enjoy all the features that we give to you there, including listening options. We've got broadband and dial-up versions of the show over at listen.freetalklive.com, plus our list of over 100 great radio stations that carry us throughout the week, various different times. Our satellite listening options, including two XM satellite radio channels are free-to-air satellite channel and the webcam and the listen lines as well. that light a call from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way. It's all over there at listen.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is one of the very few programs out there that is live on a Saturday evening. And I, I know that folks are used to hearing the quote-unquote best of, which really uh, translates to old radio programs. Yeah, it's uh, a rerun. Yeah, it's a rerun. <laughs> but uh, Free Talk Live is, is live on a Saturday night and live on Sunday nights. And we're one of very few. Uh, open lines, current events programs that uh, that do that. So give us a call at 855-450-3733. You get your mess- liberty message out to thousands of people a month and do it for fractions of a penny apiece. You can do it from the back of your car with libertystickers.com. They have hundreds and hundreds of different liberty sayings over there, very witting sayings. I, I like to go to the website at libertystickers.com and just scroll through and read the sayings and and it's it's a very easy to use website you not only can buy some uh liberty stickers at libertystickers.com for your car and your your friends and stuff like that but you can get you can get several hundred of them and just say sell them at your uh your your retail store or um some kind of gun show or flea market whatever you want to do libertystickers.com We've been talking about Ron Paul and the Huffington Post, fairly mainstream website, reporting that they think Ron Paul can win uh, based on a variety of factors. And they're kind of uh, enumerating some of those. We're kind of jumping around a little bit in the piece. It's fairly lengthy. I rec- it's a recommended read, though, I think, over at HuffingtonPost.com because it's nice to see that somebody in the mainstream media acknowledges that Ron Paul actually has significant support and that Americans are getting fed up. They point out that the average American may not know what is to be done, but can sense when the system has exhausted all of its possibilities. And uh, and I think that's true. And, and as you were talking about before, the uh, the Tea Party movement and the Occupy movements that you're seeing now are an example, great examples of the Americans that are frustrated in this country and that are willing to to speak out and say we've had enough. This is this is crazy. Something is seriously wrong here. It's just that as they say at the in this piece most of them don't exactly know what the solution is they know that they want they want to do something so they're getting out in the streets and they're doing something about it but uh, to actually have some kind of significant uh, change come to washington dc it's a you know <laughs> that is quite the challenge it is certainly a challenge to uh, to to see some kind of uh, a change come and a lot of people don't know what the i mean they're not economists they don't know what is going to result in a better economy but the fact is what ron paul talks about with sound money and uh, you know <laughs> re- treating your your neighboring countries with respect these are the things that the founding fathers talked about and these 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 posers posing as politicians now uh, you know drawing up the the, the visage of Ronald Reagan. Hey, look, I'm not saying Ronald Reagan wasn't a great man for his time or anything like that, but he's no Thomas Jefferson. Okay, he's he's no Madison. Um, and these this is the the ideas here that um, Ron Paul are, uh, is trotting out are the ideas that this nation was founded upon. 
It says, at this point, not only does phase change become reasonable, it becomes desirable, even if what lies on the other side cannot be known. And that's interesting uh, to kind of dig into that idea, because a lot of people, when we get on the air, Mark, and talk about, for instance, the idea of getting the government, this monopoly on violence, out of a lot of the things it does, whether it be garbage collection or protection services or justice, uh, whatever it is the government has always done throughout your life, the idea of extracting it, the roads, for instance, the idea of extracting it from that and allowing the marketplace to handle it scares some people sure. because it's it's fear of the unknown. They, they've never seen it be like this. Like, for instance, here in Keene, New Hampshire, we don't actually have government garbage pickup. It's private. You've got a contract with somebody or just take it out to the dump yourself. Some people can't understand that. They can't envision it because they've never lived it. And it sounds just almost fanciful, you know, when you, when you bring <laughs> Wait, it up. What are you talking about? Somalia? Yeah. <laughs> And so there's this fear of the unknown that people have, and it's just kind of a human thing to be, you know, a a little bit, have some trepidation about what's coming next. And a lot of people want to ask a bunch of questions. Well, well, how would it work? You say you want to get the government out of X, Y, or Z. Well, how would it work? And, of course, it sounds like a cop-out when we come back with, well, the market will decide. Because we can't honestly know exactly how it's going to play out. We can predict a few things and maybe take our best shot at what might possibly happen, but we could be completely wrong about that. And what this point is is that they're making here is that at some point, Americans are going to get so fed up with the way things are that they'll finally accept the risk that is necessary to go into an uncertain future. They're always going into an uncertain future, whether they want to acknowledge that or not. You never know what's going to happen tomorrow. I mean, Harold Camping thought that yesterday the world was going to end. You know that guy who made the prediction six months ago? Well, it didn't end yesterday, although our website crashed a few times, so maybe there was something to that. Uh, but, uh, but I mean, try to imagine if you had asked a computer scientist, a far-reaching computer scientist, or the guy that wrote uh, Future Shock or whatever the, the, these, these folks are that look into the future, in 1985, I, I, I think that was the year that I read Future Shock. I don't remember anybody predicting the internet. Okay, no. I mean, at that time the internet existed, did it not? It was a web of, uh, of interconnectivity between colleges at that point. Uh, yeah, I computers. guess so. About yeah. that time, I mean, so the the people that were working on the internet at that time couldn't even guess what it was going to be. So to say that the market will will uh, solve this problem is a really fair answer the market will solve these problems and whatever these problems might be that we face you don't need politicians to set it to, to step in and say ah we need solar power here's a billion dollars or we need you know this thing i there was some situation here where some company that uh, the obama administration gave uh, you know some money to that was in finland i mean why are they why are they giving money to companies that are building stuff in finland same reason they do it to any company around here political political connections that's right rewarding Reward your, your friends, friends and uh, punishing your enemies that's what politics is so at some point Americans are going to accept the idea that if they stay static, that they're going to continue dying. I mean, look around. The economy is having a real tough time. And it's not going to get any better if the policies that are currently in effect and have been in effect for the last several decades uh, continue on. And so it's time for people to accept 
the uncertainty, embrace that uncertainty, reject whatever fear uh, that uh, you may have about what could come next, and and walk into a bright future. But look where the the economies are freer, and you will see better economies. Uh, when you look at Hong Kong and Singapore, these are the, yeah. these are the freest economies on earth. I know people want to believe the United States is the freest country on earth, but there's really no evidence for that statement. Now there was plenty of evidence when I was taught it when I was a kid that the United States is the freest country on earth, but people. People that are repeating it haven't looked around in the last few decades. And if the United States needs to get out of the, you know, the business of regulating, biz, over-regulating businesses and, and that sort of thing, and then you will see a more free economy. Let's go to you and your thoughts. Chris is in New York listening on XM's Extreme Talk. Hello, Chris. Gentlemen, how are you tonight? Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Chris? Are you there? Hello? Yeah, right here. Can you hear us? You know Hello? what? We may be having problems. Chris, can you hear me? I'll tell you what. I'm going to put uh, I'm going to put you back on hold there, Chris, and we'll have our uh, board operator check in with you. It sounds like we're having some sort of uh, telephone difficulties, uh, maybe on the network side. So I don't know what's going on with that. You know, I've been watching some of the uh, Occupy Wall Street videos, and it uh, it amuses me to, to to see some of the folks on the, the the streets there. I you know, and I understand why people are upset. The economy is in the pooper, and it's there because of government intervention in the economy. Whether you believe it was the uh, the Dodd Frank intervention having to do with uh, you know giving people you know forcing banks to give loans to people who didn't deserve to have loans, I think that that's a I think that's a very important part of this. But I also think that it's the Federal Reserve that was keeping the interest rate artificially low at that time and therefore causing people to take out, uh, to refinance their own homes and take money out and because they just thought that, uh, well, this is free money. It just keeps on growing and growing and growing. And now Americans are facing the harsh reality of the binge drinking that they were doing recently. All right. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number here. Are you afraid of what's coming next? Do you have to know exactly how everything's going to work before it looks... All around the world, people are achieving success and making their dreams come true. You can be one of them. Whether it's wealth, happiness, business, or relationships, the only thing keeping you from achieving your goals is the desire to be successful and the know-how to achieve it. At AllSuccessClub.com, you'll find the information you need to succeed from those who've already achieved it. Set your life on the path to success now at AllSuccessClub.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. We've been talking about Ron Paul, fear of the unknown. Whatever's on your mind at 855-450-FREE, you can take control of these airwaves. And you can join us online as well over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us. Just go to shop.freetalklive.com. That's where you'll find links to Amazon. And there are different Amazons for different countries. So click on the right one for you. It'll take you to your favorite Amazon site. And it's just like your regular Amazon experience. You're just entering through our portal. So Free Talk Live gets a portion of the purchase price. It's that simple. You're getting the same great deals you're used to. Free Super Saver shipping on a whole lot of their brand new items. And you're helping Free Talk Live out at the same time. So go to shop.freetalklive.com. Whether it's hurricanes or ice storms or rolling brownouts, 
you know, the power can go off and sometimes it can go off for days at a time. When that happens, I mean, it puts you in a really bad situation for taking care of your family. There's some things that you really need to have going all the time. You probably should have a generator. A lot of people buy generators and they sit in their shed and uh, the the gas goes bad or whatever. And, you know, they really don't do anything until that time comes. The new Sound Wisdom's SG-1 solar power generating system, you can hook this up to your well pump and your refrigerator and your freezer, and you can have these necessary items running on the the solar power generating system all the time. So you have a backup generator at all times, and if something goes out, they're right on it. You don't have to go hook it up or anything like that. Also, it can be expanded to take your house completely off the grid or item by item. This is an amazing new idea. And you can go see it at freetalklivesolar.com. It's a great company. They have experts standing by to answer all your questions. They know that folks aren't going to just switch over to solar without having some kind of answers to questions. And they have uh, people standing by at uh, from 10 to 10, as I understand it. Freetalklivesolar.com. You can go there, get the number, call them up. It's freetalklivesolar.com. Is it 10 to 10 Eastern? I believe so. Let's go to Chris. Uh, hopefully he's back and uh, got a better cell or whatever. Maybe the problem has been solved. Chris, can you hear us? Gentlemen, let's try this again. Can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear us? We can hear you. I can hear you. Very Excellent. good. Go ahead Very with your good. thoughts, sir. The modern technology, got to love it. Yeah. Um, you know, you guys mentioned uh, just in passing a little while ago the Tea Party and Occupy Wall Street and how they're um, pretty much, uh, they, they're, they're kind of a conscience, I guess you could say, of uh, the way people are thinking, probably because they're pretty pissed off about the way things have been going in the country. Absolutely. Um. I've been down at Occupy Wall Street. I'm a, I'm a paramedic with the New York City Fire Department. Okay. And uh, I've been stationed down there because when you have that many people down there, they're going to need you You have a roving command post, shall you say. Understood. Down there. And um, I can't figure out really and specifically what the issue that – I know the general issue of it, you know, corporate greed and the banks. And, and you know what? The banks are hateable. For what for what they for what they did, especially with the bailout money and stuff like that, the problem is the any kind of really specific uh, message is getting lost in buffoonery. And what do you mean uh, by that? Can you can you define I, I, buffoonery? I could find the most coherent person down there the other day when the last time I was down there was on Thursday, and I asked them what what is it that you're down here for, and said that we want to change. Okay, a change in what? A change in government. Um, what kind of government? A government that is responsive to the people and is account- and held accountable for their actions. Uh, it, it, it may sound a little simplistic, but you kind of have that right now. Wait, and you I, think I, the government's I, I accountable? <laughs> no, no, but you have. But in, in, in essence. The, the, the way it's set up is that you, you have the option. No, 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 no. You do not have the option. There is no accountability whatsoever. And you clearly have someone who's never tried to actually get them to be held accountable. I've not, no, you know what? I've, I've never, ever really cared enough to try to get them to be held accountable. But to be, to be honest with you, what I was getting at, the, the accountability of it all, is the fact that if you don't like how they have performed, you have the option of voting them out. They're not there for life unless, you know, well. But it doesn't it, do it, any it, good it, if the person you vote out and or vote back or vote someone in, if there's a new person you vote in who's just as bad as a person voted out. If you have a choice between two killers, uh, then it's not a, it's not really anything that you can change, is there? Well, well that's, 
that's a little that's a little extreme, don't you think? No, I don't know that I think that is. Um, it, let me let me walk you through an analogy, if I could. If something bad happened in my house and I sent somebody out to uh, to go take some pot shots at say some uh, a burglar that was running away with my TV set, and in the process of taking the pot shots at the burglar, the TV set, he shoots an innocent person. Um, that person who took the shots and myself, because I ordered him to do so, would both be held accountable for murder. However, if I'm a president and the person I order is a general, we're not held accountable. So please don't think that it's the same thing. Okay, I can. I I, I would have to. I would have to think about that. But I, I'm I'm open. I'm I'm open to that idea. I, I am open to that idea. The, the the thing the thing that I was getting at was the fact that with Occupy Wall Street, you have so many different opinions that range from the simple idea of what everybody was down there for, which is they want financial responsibility, to a entirely left wing socialist agenda. And Absolutely, I've seen. It, I've seen I've seen the signs. I've talked to the people. I can't. I, I, I can't get. Behind, I can't get behind. So it. let me let me let me see if I can clarify something. Then uh, let me make sure I, I'm yeah, understanding I'm you here, Chris. So but you're I saying that you're. One of these, I'm not a Bible thumping. That's fine. You know, you're saying that you're concerned that there's no. Republican. You're you're I'm saying that there. The I don't know if we had the phone problem again. Chris, can you hear me? I'm for, for I think we've got that same problem, Chris. Chris in New York, can you hear me? Well, saying it over and over and isn't going to make him hear you. That's true. Well, let's just see what he has to say. Bring it, put him back up. The entire message of Occupy Wall Street, if that, if that truly was the message to begin with, has been overtaken by coddling socialistic opinion. Well, wouldn't you say, Chris, that the same thing happened? And can you hear me, by the way? Something's really screwy with his phone. Uh, thanks for the call, Chris. Appreciate hearing from you. We tried. Uh, but well, I, he got to, he got to say. It's a similar message to what has been delivered by other callers uh, to this show in the last couple of weeks, and that is that, you know, there's, a, there's no coherence in this uh, Occupy Wall Street. But was there any coherence with the Tea Party? No. No, I guess. Uh, I've been to the Tea Parties. Uh, I've been to the Occupy believe, Movement. Yeah. And there are different people that come to these things because it's all they have. So at the Tea Party, for instance, it may have started. You said Ron Paul started the Tea Party thing, Mark. I don't know if that's true, but I'll take it. I'll take it as uh, take your word for it. But the Tea Party sure as hell isn't what Ron Paul would have envisioned uh, because I because it has been taken over by fascists. So if you want to say that the Occupy Movement's been taken over by socialists, you can say that the Tea Party's been taken over by fascists. It's certainly been co opted to some extent because there are liberty loving people at both of these events there are liberty loving people at the tea party there are liberty loving people at the occupy events and they're mixed in there with people that don't understand what liberty is that's not a problem. It's an opportunity. That much is true. And, you know, I, I, I agree with him that there are a lot of folks down there. They want financial responsibility for Wall Street. They don't want financial responsibility for themselves. And, ladies and gentlemen, if you want a change in the world, you're going to have to be that change first. No doubt. For yourself. If you want politicians to be held responsible for their actions, you need to hold yourself responsible for your actions. The government is not there. And by the government, I mean my wallet and the wallets of your friends and your neighbors is not there because you make some kind of mistake. You need to take control of your own health care. Who's responsible for your health care? You are. By everything you put in your mouth, by everything that you do in your life, if you act in irresponsible fashions, you're going to get the results that come from that. 
I wish we still had Chris because I really wanted to ask him what he meant by buffoonery. And I pray, I, I'm just going to jump to a conclusion and figure he means that the people at the Occupy movements are generally more creative and more fun than the people that, uh, that attend the tea parties. That's what, uh, that's what I imagine he's seeing as buffoonery because people have kind of funny signs and they take I, things lightly. There's probably more street theater happening at Occupy rather than, uh, than a tea party. I have seen some real jackassery on some videos from the Occupy movement. People like, you know, the, the, the have no con- coherent message that are yelling and crying at the cameras talking about, get down here! We've got to save America! <laughs> we are the 99%! You're not 99%. I'm not in the same group of you at all, except hominid, okay? I mean, that's, you know, when I watch these videos, I see buffoonery in a lot of cases. How do you know they aren't undercover cops? But the one guy I saw was definitely not an undercover cop, okay? I mean, you know, uh, the bath was a week ago, at least. And, uh, you know, he had a full beard, full long hair, uh, the the, the tie-dye t-shirt. I have no problem. I love tie-dye, okay? And facial hair doesn't bother me. It's just, you know, when when you're... um, I guess that the fact is that these some of these things are being cherry picked and they're amusing to watch. That's probably a true statement. And whenever you have a, a public movement, you can't control who shows up. No, you so can't. So if some jackball wants to come and make a fool of himself, then you, that's just he's going to make it on YouTube. And people are going to see that. And, <laughs> They're funny. You know, that's that's it is what it is. And people need to come to understand that when you're at some sort of a public pro- protest. The actions of one do not necessarily reflect the actions or the interests sure. or the beliefs of another. Because people think in groups. And, and they need to stop that crap. Right. It's absolute nonsense. 855-450-FREE. Not everybody was the same at the Tea Party, and not everybody's the same at the Occupy movements. Sure. 1-855-450-3733. Well, if it's relevant to call these people buffoons, then it's relevant to call the Tea Party racists. Hour two's next. You take control. Bring up anything. I've started playing a new online game. It's called Mine Things. It's a free online mining game. It's all in your browser. There's nothing to download. Your little mining robot guy can mine for you 24-7. You don't even need to be logged in. You compete with other players for resources in a capitalist economy. The virtually mined gold demonstrates the concept of sound money and is exchanged between players tax-free. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MineThings.com, use coupon code FTL, and double your mining speed. It's free. MineThings.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program. You can bring up anything you want. The toll-free number for you, 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. We've been talking about Ron Paul and uh, how Huffington Post thinks he can win the election. Also, the fear of the unknown that uh, Americans are going to have to overcome in order to embrace something like Ron Paul because his message is essentially, hey, you know, the government can't take care of you, so you better figure something else out. Now, of course, there are ways to do that, and there are some things that worked in the past that could work again, like, for instance, mutual aid societies as opposed to things like uh, you know, government-provided health care and things like that. But people are going to need to rediscover these ideas. They've never really known them because the government doesn't teach you this stuff. So we've kind of been there and also talked about the Occupy movement and the Tea Party and the frustrations that Americans are having. Let's continue and take your calls, 855-450-FREE. You can bring up what you want. Uh, a little bit more about Ron Paul. Plus, Mark, you want to talk about this 999 thing? And honestly, I have no idea what it even is. It's apparently some big deal with one of the presidential candidates. So we'll see what you have to say about that. But first, Christian is on the line in Kansas City. Christian, you're on Free Talk Live. 
Uh, hello. Um, well, uh, me and my girlfriend tonight, uh, we are just listening to the show, and I've been trying to uh, convince her to become a liberty a liberty lover. Uh, though we're, we're having a discussion, and uh, I think uh, you guys can answer some of her questions uh, better than than I can. Um, so she's having I you think... ask the questions for her, or how does that work? Yes, I will. Okay. I will, as opposed to us actually talking to her. Uh, no, I, 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 we, we, we have them written down, and I'll be reading them off. I see. Is she nervous? Is, is that what it is? She just want to get on the air? Right. That's correct. Right. I totally understand. Okay, well, so uh, go ahead. One of her biggest questions is this, is uh, how would a free market educated society if uh, if one is poor? Uh, because if, if if you have to pay for uh, an education, uh, and if one is poor, uh, you, you won't be able to do it. Great, and, great uh, question. You know, the question presumes that education has to be expensive. And there's no reason for that whatsoever. The reason why education is expensive today is because you've got a monopoly, a virtual monopoly providing it. All right, it's true. There are some private schools out there, but the private schools can only really market to the segment of the population that is able to pay for school twice, essentially. So they're paying for school through the government's taxes, the property taxes, for instance, and then they'd have to pay on top of that to send their kids to property, uh, to a to private school. So therefore, it's a very, very small uh, market of uh, potential students that they're marketing to. And because there are so few private schools that are able to do that, uh, the, the, their costs range dramatically. Actually, there's a private school down the street from the studio here that, that charges about the same uh, per student as the government spends, so about $14,000 per year per there's student. There's one around the corner from my house that, that charges a tenth, a religious organization that like charges... Like 1400 or something it was, like that? It's like $1,500, a tenth of what... Uh, uh, you know, a student has to, you know, it costs per student here in the in this area to to send someone to public school. Right. So you start looking at uh, some of the all the alternatives out there. Homeschooling is also a very affordable way to uh, to educate kids. But aside from that, there's also things like the Sudbury School, which uh, which is a way for kids to go to a location and essentially engage in unschooling. Uh, and that doesn't have to be a very expensive uh, method. So when you actually have the marketplace that is in charge of education instead of the government monopoly situation you have true innovation you have the ability for people to start up a school if they don't think that the other schools in the area are providing the the you know the services and the prices that uh, people are looking for and so that drives prices down uh so it presumes that education will be expensive and that's that's the wrong presumption to make but even beyond that there's always charity and other ways for people to get scholarships sure. and things like that i want poor kids to get educated so i'd be willing to give to something like that and i get to the pay united half, way every year half of my income into uh you know taxes i'd have more money to give and this would be true for everybody yeah. but i think that there's a flaw in the question is the assumption that poor people are get, poor kids are getting education today. Mm, true. They're 20%. This is their numbers. 20% of, of graduates, graduates, not dropouts, graduates of uh, uh, public school are functionally illiterate. Wait a minute. In, that's nationwide, That's right? nationwide. Not in urban. some districts, in urban areas, often it's as high as 40%. Yeah. So you're talking about four out of 10 poor kids are not, get, are not able to read, at least on a functional level, right now. So... As far as I'm concerned, you could stop government school tomorrow and have numbers that are that bad. Right. I would agree. Uh, I, I try to make that point to her, but, but you guys do a much better job uh, than, than, than I do. We do it for uh, a living. So I appreciate but it. Um, one thing I'd like well, to point uh, out uh, before you go on, before I, I, you go on, you can't argue somebody into a, a point. What you need to um, 
this worked with me and my wife. I mean, my wife came on uh, board with these ideas because over time they acclimate to the idea. It's, you can't have a sit-down right. discussion and let's get this. You have to approach um, every issue with love and respect. And I'm not just telling you. I'm telling everybody who's listening. is uh, No matter what you're trying to convince someone of, a debate won't work. Now go on, please. Okay, all right. Well, my girlfriend just picked out this one. Okay, so what would uh, what would happen uh, to a child uh, that that's removed from uh, neglected homes, like 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 foster parenting, and how would a deal? Uh, how would a free market deal with that? Good question. And again, remember, there's always this caveat of we don't exactly know how the marketplace would come up with ways to handle what what sort of creative solutions the people who are actually who actually give a damn. Now, I'm not saying that everybody in the government social services department is heartless bureaucrat, but they, they do exist. And, uh, you know, they don't have the same incentives as people that are, say, maybe working for a volunteer organization. For instance, you know, the government bureaucrat wants to get a pension. They want to get a paycheck, whereas the volunteer is helping with a charitable organization because that's what they care about. They're not looking for uh, a paycheck. They're not looking for a pension. The, the income for them is psychic. It's the, the income of being able to help somebody out in a situation. And so if you look at the government's, again, look at what we have and think of how, how could it be worse than you've got the government taking kids out of uh, homes, which may actually be bad places for them, and then placing them in foster homes, which also may be bad places. In many cases, foster homes are abusive and dangerous uh, for kids. And, it, you know, again, you've got these kind of perverse incentives for the, the foster parent, for instance, to keep as much of the paycheck for each child as possible and dole out as little bit yeah. uh, as, as necessary to keep go. the here's child some, alive. Here's some generic cereal for dinner. I mean, there have been cases with foster parents keeping kids in closets, <laughs> keeping kids in cages, uh, near starvation, Sodomy sexual abuse. In these things. Right. I mean, just all over the place. So that's one of those open-ended questions. I don't know exactly how the marketplace would, would handle that, but I would imagine that if you had neighbors that you knew were beating their kids and you and other neighbors were concerned about that, you'd figure out a way to deal with that situation, whether it be through ostracizing those people or offering those kids a chance to escape that place. Kind well, of like with the... the um, or the f- paying the parents to take the kid away from them. I mean, essentially, Bribery, that's what we sure, do now. I mean, when, when a child gets taken away from a parent, we, the public, pay to house them. I mean, But make sure that in order, when you're paying them, here's, again, we're just coming up with this stuff, right? So you pay them, right. but also say, hey, we're going to give you this check for 10 grand or whatever the amount is. But you need a tubal ligation. Exactly. You've got, you're going to have to have a vasectomy and a tubal ligation. And, uh, that sounds like more than 10 grand to me. That sounds like 20 grand. Fine. Whatever. You know, I don't know. But what that, Now, doesn't that make more sense than taking that person and putting them in a jail cell? I mean, that, that makes more sense to me, and that's just something you pretty much just came up with, Mark. So, again, the question is, what other things would the marketplace come up with to disincentivize abuse, to ostracize people that uh, that perform abuse, and to, to, to save these kids? Look, for instance, at the, uh, the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Are you familiar with them at all? Uh, yeah, well, we, we 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 were actually both both Christians, and and we've uh, been out of that for a long time. Yeah, but you weren't not, FLDS not members, right? Do what? You weren't. You don't even know. You weren't FLDS members, Fundamentalist Church oh, of Jesus no, Christ no. of Latter Day Saints. Okay, these people, they have the, in Arizona and Utah, they have these remote villages for lack of a better term, compound, whatever you want to call it, uh, where essentially there's some weird crap that goes on. They raise these people with some very strange beliefs. Uh, little girls are getting married old, at age 12. Old men marrying 12-year-olds uh, as their fourth wife. And having sex with them. Uh, and, you know, telling them that it's God 
God's intention uh, to have them do this. And so there are some people who've been in that community who managed to escape from it, who have now dedicated their lives to helping others escape. And that's, I think, something, you know, kind of an example of what could happen where there's essentially an underground railroad of, of, uh, you know, people that are willing to help kids out of uh, dangerous situations. Now, of course, if you take a child out of a situation and they didn't want to leave, then you might have a problem. So, to some extent, if somebody wants to stay in the FLDS situation with the, whatever weirdness is going on, I would suggest you would respect their decision, even if you disagree with it. And thanks, Christian, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. If we didn't get to all your questions, call us tomorrow night. We do this thing seven nights a week. We're coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control. My name is Jacob Hornberger. I'm president of the Future of Freedom Foundation, which Congressman Ron Paul awarded for having an outstanding freedom website. Write us at FFF at FFF.org, and we'll send you a free three-month subscription to our monthly journal of libertarian essays and our booklet, Economic Liberty in the Constitution, which George Mason University economics professor Walter Williams praised in a recent column. That's FFF at FFF.org. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number. It's brought to you by SACL CAI. Joining you tonight for this live Saturday edition, it's Ian. And Mark. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We have dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of this program. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com to see them and if you're a lady listener, you can become part of the Shrine over at shrine.freetalklive.com The Ruger Gun Scout uh, excuse me, Gun Sight Scout Rifle is an affordable, versatile, reliable rifle. It'll deliver 10 rounds of 308 Winchester performance in a variety of situations. It's compact, lightweight, and accommodates a host of optics. It's a serious rifle for those serious about rifles. The perfect do-it-all bolt-action rifle where rugged, reliable Ruger meets the practical tactical. The Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle, one the one rifle you have to have if you can have only one. You can go see the Gunsight Scout Rifle at Ruger.com or buy it at your local gun dealer. It's the Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle at Let's talk to Michael over in Norfolk, Virginia, listening to WNIS. Hey, Michael, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hi, uh, gentlemen. Uh, question for you. Yes, sir. If I if uh, I have a home that uh, I bought new six months ago for four hundred thousand dollars in the Las Vegas area, and uh, at some time uh, in the last six months um, the uh, appraisal of four hundred thousand was reduced to one hundred thousand uh, because of this. Uh, so-called uh, mortgage crisis. Uh, should I go to the city council and ask them to reduce my taxes by three quarters? Absolutely. Heck yeah. Do you even really have to ask about that? Why are you asking about that? Are you still there? I hear you breathing. Michael? Why are you asking about that? Are you still Apparently there? he's listening Hello? to himself. You you gotta turn your radio down. We're right Hello? here. Michael? I'm here. Yep. I'm here. Okay. Can you, hear me? you can't listen you can't listen on the radio. Hello? That's the problem here. 
I think we've got audio. We may have some sort of phone issues here. I don't know what's going on. Put him back on hold here. Let's talk to uh, Zachary listening in uh, Kansas. Zachary, you're on Free Talk Live. I want to know where he was going with that, but I'm I'm not sure what the point was. Zachary? Good evening, Tim. Good evening. Uh, I was hearing, and I've been hearing over the past month or so, the critiques of Occupy Wall Street and the Occupy protests. Uh, And I've heard, like some of your previous callers have said, that uh, the lack of a plan or the lack of any suggestions is a is a, a problem. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that to an extent, but uh, I hear that mostly coming from critics on the right, so-called right. Yep. And they will, uh, you know, in the same breath sort of uh, talk about the glory of the Tea Party movement and then, and then criticize the Occupy movements as if they were somehow, you know, less than stellar or something like that. Well, right. It's not a right movement, so therefore it must be inferior and it must be bad. And they'll come up with – I mean, it's just this petty left-right uh, paradigm nonsense, this uh, my team, your team, red team, blue team crap that we continue to see. And I, I would ask those Tea Party people, what the hell was your plan? Do you have one? Well, How'd it go? Well, l- let, me, let me bring this up. I was listening to NPR the other day uh, because I kind of dig NPR, you know, right or wrong. And they were interviewing an Occupy spokesperson – uh, I guess, for lack of a better word, who said that in some of the Occupy movements around the country, there is a concerted effort to recruit or invite or bring into the fold the original, what they call the original Tea Party, which is the Tea Party before it was utterly co-opted by the Republican establishment, mm-hmm. kind of like the Occupy movement is actively being co-opted by the leftist establishment. And I really feel like I, I agree with you. A lot of this is sort of a, a intentional or not a, a, a divisiveness that's being planted in the movement, which at its face and in its core uh, is utterly similar to the Tea Party. It seems, you know, when I think of the Tea Party surrounding, for instance, you know, the uh, early days of Ron Paul's real ascension into, into the mainstream and his acceptance, you know, what little there is, that Tea Party that really you know, was a, a, at its core a liberty-minded group that was not being funded by all these other corporations and, and foundations. And it has a lot to, in common with Occupy Wall Street. I think so. And and I really, you know, I, I've talked to you guys before about my hesitation to accept protest as such, as an, as an effective way of changing things, but I think it has a, you know, it has a place, and I feel like if that can happen, and the occupiers at their core can reject the co-opting and the, uh, you know, sort of their assimilation into the democratic leftist machine, and they can reach out to those people that were Tea Partiers that maybe aren't now because they were disenchanted by how that group was sort of taken over. I think you'd really have something. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't think they can resist. Um, I think that the media has uh, the the media has already decided they're a leftist movement, and therefore that they're going. I mean, you've got uh, Barack Obama using the the talking points at this point, and I don't think they can resist the co-opting. I think that what you're going to see is uh, you know people continuing to rise up in different ways. The very fact that they're rising up, I think, is what's um, is the good thing. Well, that's that may okay. I agree with you that rising up is good, and I think that the Occupy movement is clearly is even more hardcore than the Tea Party. Well, they're, the tea they're staying out in tents. Right. The Tea Partiers <laughs> never camped out. 
so they've taken it to the next level. I don't know if I agree with you, Mark, that they've been co-opted. I mean, certainly any time you have these uh, events, the politicians are going to start floating around. They're going to start acting as though they were always on board. The They're going to start trying writes to write the story. And the, okay. at this point, uh, the media. So is you're only writing... talking about the media's perspective. I'm uh, talking from, about history. Right, and history is pers- being written and it's being written by journalists. Well, there's also blogs out there as well, and blogs are becoming more popular over time. And I think that uh, you know, if you're actually on the ground, that's when you know whether or not something's been co-opted. And I can tell you that from my experience, and I haven't been to Occupy Wall Street, but I know that our friends uh, Pete and Adamo are down there right now from LibertyOnTour.com, and hopefully we'll hear from them at some point over the over the weekend uh, as to what's what's happening down there. But when you're actually on the ground and talking with people, that's when you can find out whether or not anything's been co-opted. And I, I I see where you're coming from. You're probably right that it's the media's perspective that it has been. I don't know if it actually has been or what it means if it hasn't. Uh, it's one of those things we're going to find out over time. Zachary, anything else you want to share? Well, I think that, yeah, I agree with you about the media's perspective and what the media will not tell people and what we need to keep in mind is that every family has a douchebag. And that person is the one that gets the most attention. And when you see these crazy people or these, you know, some of these totally, utterly uneducated and, and directionless people in front of the cameras that occupy Wall Street, that is the intention of the media yeah. to paint the whole movement with that face. And you have, you know, we have to remember, we have to keep getting the message out and, and, and teaching others that, you know, the douchebag on TV is not speaking for the rest of us. You're right. You're right. Absolutely right about that. The media is a huge hurdle uh, for people to overcome to reject what it is that they see as the you know the gospel truth. Well, if it's on the media, that must be an accurate representation of uh, what's happening. I mean, if you believe what the media tells you, clearly you aren't the kind of person that's going to show up at an Occupy or a Tea Party or whatever. You're you know you're still asleep. And thanks, uh, Zachary. I appreciate all the thoughts. Eight five five. 450 free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. I'm told uh, our last guy that we had trouble with, Michael, he's on the guest line. They're going to reboot the phone system. Hopefully that'll fix whatever problems have been occurring here tonight. Uh, So we're going to come back with Michael. Hopefully he'll stick with us. Uh, We'll find out exactly why he was asking about whether or not one should get an abatement if the property tax value or if the, the value of the home drops precipitously. More coming up. Free Talk Live. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You may take control of these airwaves. Bring in what, uh, bring up rather, whatever you want. Hopefully, our phones have been fixed. Uh, so give it a shout. Uh, give us a shout at one eight five five four fifty free eight five five four five zero. 3733. Those phone numbers, by the way, brought to you by SACL CAI. Yeah, SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable for businesses, large and small. The principal over there, Jason Osborne, big supporter of Liberty, big supporter of Free Talk Live. They've, uh, they've, they've been supporting Free Talk Live for many years now. It's SACL CAI. If you want to find out more about how they can handle accounts receivable for you, whether it's collections, early out billing, or uh, purchasing charged off receivables, and do it with respect and respecting your clients, 
see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. It's SACL CAI. So you can, uh, of course, take control here. And we actually had a gentleman on the line before. We were having some phone troubles, uh, and I think it was it was Michael listening in Norfolk. Michael, are you still with us? I'm still with you. All right, we can finally hear you, and Hello. you can hear us again, so uh, that's good. You would ask Hello. the... Yes. Hello? you got to be kidding me. Are you there? Really? It's on the guest line. Hello, are you there? Yeah, we're here, but clearly you can't hear us. So I'll tell you what, uh, put him back on hold, and we'll see. You Why don't know. you start giving out Maybe the Maybe we just shouldn't number. take calls anymore. Yeah, okay, good, good idea, Mark. We'll give out the amp lines here. Uh, well, actually, we can't give out the amp number because those are special, but we'll give you the regular, like, winner contest line number. How about that? Uh, 603-435-1105. Yeah, I know. It's long distance, but if the other phones aren't working, what can you do, right? <laughs> you know, a lot of people have long distance plans, cell phones, cell phones yeah. all that it's stuff. It's nighttime, so it's probably, uh, you know, you probably get the free nights and weekends. You're probably good to go with that. 603-435-1105. That is uh, the backup number here. You can uh, get on those lines if you'd like, and we will take your calls about anything. Now, to uh, go back to what we were talking about before, because we don't have to have calls. We've got all kinds of things to discuss with you. Uh, the Ron Paul campaign and the Huffington Post piece essentially saying Ron Paul can win. And that's what it's called. Ron Paul can win over at uh, HuffingtonPost.com. They were talking about how there is a certain phenomenon out there. And I called it the Black Swan because I read a book about them during uh, my time in jail. But uh, they call it... Uh, let's see, they call it a phase change. And they give the example of how when you pile up sand a grain, uh, grain at a time, you know, the pile gets higher and steeper. And then eventually it's that one grain that causes an unexpected avalanche of sand down the sides of the pile. So it's something that is inevitable, but you never know quite exactly when it's going to happen. You don't know exactly how it's going to look once the sand you know, falls down. Of course, they're pointing out that this is happening on a nationwide level, and obviously a phase change on a nationwide level is much more complicated than just a pile of sand. And the author goes through different points about how he expects that this is happening uh, on, on how he, you know, he expects this is happening here uh, in this country now. And he talks about Ron Paul's appeal. Uh, so I'm going to pick up a little bit here from this piece. As anyone can find out just by talking to a broad cross-section of Ron Paul supporters, his base is not uniform in its agreement on the standard issues of typical American party political conflict. In fact, Paul supporters vary significantly even in their views of what in the old left-right paradigm were the wedge issues. Rather, they're united around concepts that could almost be called metapolitical whether left and right really exist, and if they do, whether they're really opposed. In fact, we've said for years on this show that uh, the left and the right, two sides of the same big government coin. Yeah, it's it, it's hilarious to me how uh, people are pitted against each other by you know the, the pundits on either side here, as if the left or the right has all the answers. If the left or the right had all the answers, then places like Texas or New York, states like Texas or New York, would be paradises. Because these are particularly red or particularly blue places. I mean, and they're not. So, uh, you know, I mean, people have to understand that, hey, maybe some of these ideas that some of these pundits are talking about are no good, and you need to adopt some ideas from the other side. And I think that the liberty movement really manages to mesh these two ideas from both sides well. And it's interesting to see some of these ideas even discussed in you know what is essentially a mainstream article, the idea that uh, the, the whole political spectrum is decrepit, that it's just nonsense and should be rejected. Uh, and he goes on, what, this is against some of the other things that Ron Paul supporters agree on. 
while they may disagree on certain uh, issues, whether centralized government should even be the main vehicle for political change, and whether there are some principles that should be held sacrosanct for long-term benefit, even when they'll hurt in the short run. You know, like going through the recession so we can actually come out on the other side of it and no longer have meddling uh, on the government's part. I mean, that would be the ideal thing, to have the government stop meddling, take whatever pain comes out of the, uh, the, you know, the corrections that come out of that, and then finally not have to deal with this crap for the future. But pain's going to happen, and there's no way to there's yeah. no way at to this, avoid it. At this point, America has had its big party, a big big drinking binge, and now the hangover has to come. It can be a short one, or it can be one that's lasted as long as the Great Depression. It really just depends how much the government gets involved. The more the government's involved, the longer it's going to be. For those with eyes to see, such realignments and reprioritization may even be glimpses of America after its next phase change. Now, if Ron Paul has committed support from 10% of the adult population and most of that 10% support him precisely because they believe he represents a whole new political system, an entirely new political settlement, then we may be close to critical mass. That is just a few grains of sand short of the avalanche. We'll come back with more of this here in a moment. We're going to give Michael one last try. This is the the final try for Michael. Apparently, last time when we took him, he thought we couldn't hear him, so he decided to listen on his radio, which you never should listen on your radio when you're on hold on a talk show. Uh, if you if you can't hear us, just hang up the phone because something something's wrong. Uh, but let's try one more time. Michael, are you with us? Uh, yes, and and I'll tell you that the, this problem is uh, happening to many of the more controversial talk show host in America Wait, what today. problem? Uh, it's, the, uh, it's the first time that it happens to me, but it's the same pattern where the host cannot be heard by the person on the telephone. Are you suggesting the there's some the sort of conspiracy afoot? Be heard. What did you say? Are you suggesting there's a conspiracy afoot? I'm suggesting that there is a pattern, and we need to investigate to find out what the reason for that pattern is. I don't think it's anything beyond the fact that phone systems... I'll talking even though I can't hear you, because what I have to say is very important about tax abatement. Because if the appraisers (laughs) who fix our homes at a given price are used by tax assessors, to assess our property tax, then when those same appraisers tell us that the houses, our home is only worth uh, two-thirds as much as it had originally been appraised for, or one-half as much, or in places like Las Vegas, Las Vegas, where it's 60 or 70 or 75 percent off the original appraiser, if that appraisal If that's what's happening, then the city councils are guilty of fraud if they don't make correction themselves in our property tax assessment. Well, usually you have to ask for it, right? You have to go in and request an abatement. Well, no, 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 because the average person out here doesn't understand that they are going to be constantly over that's the way that's the way it is i agree with you i i I get what your frustration is in my town they do an automatic reassessment every 10 years and i don't know what it is in different places but um so therefore that means that if it's in the middle of the 10 years they have no obligation to go and reassess your house and they're certainly not going to be found guilty of fraud i mean as even though you believe it to be fraud the government people are completely (laughs) 
there, there no, there's no way that they could be held accountable for these things. They're just so-called doing their jobs. They'll point to the system. They'll point to the legislators, and they'll say, hey, they set it up this way. We're just doing as we're told. So there's no way that you'd be able to actually hold them accountable. And back to your phone system uh, complaint, uh, that just seems a little paranoid to me, uh, the idea that there just happens to be these phone troubles on different shows. Shows have trouble. It's technology. Sometimes things mess up. And thank you, Michael, for the call. I appreciate hearing from you uh, at 855-450-FREE. Stuff breaks. Technology goes bad sometimes. Also, with you're talking about cell phones. Um, you know, the, basically, they it's it's different than a regular phone line. On a cell phone, it can be difficult to hear the other person talking if you're talking, and that's just one of the depending on the phone or the whatever features of the of the technology. All right. So uh, hopefully, our phones are still working. Eight five five four fifty free. That's a toll free number. Alternately, you can try six zero three four three five eleven zero five. That'll ring right in here. Uh, we can pick you up there. Uh, so eight five five four fifty free. Or 603-435-1105. More coming up. Your thoughts, Ron Paul, protests, etc. Whatever's on your mind goes. This is Free Talk Live's Live Saturday Edition. The first secret to success is recognizing opportunity. The second is to act on it. But how do you gain the skills to know how and when? AllSuccessClub.com. Meet successful individuals online and in exotic locations around the world. Find out from the rich and famous how they went from rags to riches and learn how to achieve financial independence for yourself. Your path to success begins now at allsuccessclub.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up anything you want. And the toll-free number is one 855 free Alternately, if uh, we're having trouble, we may be having trouble with those phone lines. You can also try us at 603-435-1105. 603-435-1105 or toll-free 855-450-FREE. Tonight, it's Ian here. And Mark. And we invite you over to our website. You can go there and get interactive in various different ways. One of those ways is our chat room, which is built into the same page as our webcam. You can go to cam.freetalklive.com, and there you can watch and listen to the show as well as chat with other listeners. It's all free, of course. That's cam.freetalklive.com. We're talking about what uh, is termed as phase change in this article from the Huffington Post about Ron Paul. The idea that you keep adding a little bit of sand to a a pile and eventually there's going to be a significant change to that pile that will occur. Uh, The black swan events that uh, that happen without necessarily people expecting them to. And that's something you can count on. You can count on the black swan. You can count on the phase change. These things happen where history changes dramatically in a very short period of time. Look at the Soviet Union falling, for instance. It's another example. I think another thing, another aspect of this that's important for people to note is this is not a majority thing. A majority of the population are sheep that will go along with whatever happens. So true. It's sad, but true. And the fact is that there's about, eh, you know... Eight, of course, none of our listeners are those sheep. No, not those people. Um, <laughs> eight to 15% of the population are what they call influencers, mm-hmm. people that can influence other people very, very well. And it's those like people. Like Lady Gaga. <laughs> she, she, I think she's a good example yeah. of that. And, um, you know, it, it, fr- frankly, a marketing genius. Um, but, you know, it's those people that, uh, you know, th- that have the larger sway. And so you're talking in here in the Ron Paul movement, uh, you know, his support tends to vary between eight and 20 percent, depending on the poll that you see. 
he wins, but you'll see he wins almost every single straw poll out there. Well, why is that? It's because his support is so deep and so passionate. And when you have people that are passionate like that, you will see one of these phase change things occur. How it's going to look at the end, I don't know. Many of the, 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 the folks uh, talk, during the United States Revolution, uh, I guess the, the American Revolution, they talked about liberty and those sorts of things. I, I don't know whether they got a great deal more liberty after the the revolution than they had before, but they had self-rule. And, you know, things did change. They did get rid of those redcoats. <laughs> after a time, I think it took several hundred years, really. Another, at least a, a few, several dozen years. More from uh, the piece here at Huffington Post. Another piece of evidence that the nation is close to a phase change and a gestalt switch is the very fact that the prevailing paradigm from which the mainstream media, established political class, etc., operate, has to ignore huge amounts of data about Ron Paul and the movement around him to continue to make any sense. The studied neglect of data as irrelevant. By the way, Ron Paul signs were at uh, the Pumpkin Fest tonight in Keene. It's my understanding they did a major outreach today to uh, to the Pumpkin Fest, which is there are thousands of people here in our little Keene, New Hampshire. Uh, that come in from it, all over New and England. And New Hampshire matters on the political scene. Yeah. The study of neglect of data as irrelevant and is invariably indicative that the neglected data are hugely important. So look at the, for instance, you, you were telling me, Mark, about these uh, reports on some poll where Ron Paul did like the top three where they just left him out of, uh, of the reporting. Right. They, <laughs> they'll, the, They're the, making an effort to ignore him. Ron Paul will win a straw poll and then they'll report on somebody who somebody else in the straw poll as, a, as if this is important and groundbreaking for their campaign. So he points out if all excuse me, if information doesn't really matter, why go all go to all of the effort of ignoring it specifically on all the metrics that a year ago everyone accepted as useful indicators of political standing. Ron Paul is not just a front runner, but a strong one. First and most directly, he does extremely well in polls. The organization of his grassroots support is not just excellent. It's remarkable by historic and global measures. His ability to raise money from actual voters as compared to corporations? Sure. I mean, when you look at number of people donating to his campaign, I'll bet he's number one because he has a huge, huge base. They say people. he's second to none. Yeah, second to none. And Which is number one. when you're talking about, um, you know, support from the military, everybody says that Ron Paul's foreign policy is absolutely insane. What they don't look at is that Ron Paul's raised more money than every other Republican running put combined. That's true. In fact, every, they point that out in the article here. It, it raised more than Obama. I mean, it's, you know, the idea that these war hawks, these chicken hawks, these cowards that support the killing of innocent people abroad say that Ron Paul's foreign policy is insane. But the very soldiers doing the fighting that these people would have out there catching hard, hard bullets with their soft, soft bodies are willing to put their money behind this candidate shows what a bunch of uh, they know what out of touch folks these are. Yeah, they know what they want. <laughs> they're no fools. Uh, his appeal to independents and swing voters is an order of magnitude greater than that of his competitors. And then he, they mention, mention also here that his military personnel, uh, more support from all than all other candidates put together. If measured by donations, Ron Paul has the most consistent voting record. And he has the magical quality of not uh, – that was measured by, donation, measured by donations for the military thing. He has the most consistent, vote, uh, consistent voting record. He has the magical quality of not coming off as a politician. 
He oozes integrity and authenticity. And it's because he has it. Yeah. I mean, everybody here knows what politics means. Politics means telling lies in order to get into office and then making deals back and forth um, to screw the American people. I mean, was, all we have to do is look at the results. Ron Paul has, what, 12 terms in, in Congress? They call him Dr. No. Why? Because he votes no he, he every it. single time <laughs> on unconstitutional stuff. It's they far- don't bother trying to lobby this guy. Lobbyists don't come to his office. No. They know better. As far as we know, he has a personal life and marriage that reflects deep stability and commitment. To believe that Ron Paul's victory is a long shot in spite of all standard indicators that directly contradict this claim is to throw out all norms which we follow, with which we follow our nation's politics. And that's a huge thing to do. The only way it can be done honestly is to present another set of contradictory reasons or metrics that are collectively more powerful than all of those that you're rejecting. And this article, this author says, I'm yet to find those. If it's true that the studied neglect of data to hold tight to a paradigm is the best evidence that that paradigm is about to collapse, then the massive and highly subjective neglect of all things Paulian is specific evidence that the country is moving in Paul's direction. So looking, for instance, at other examples of this, like with the the record industry or the Motion Picture Association, you can see them. I mean, it's easy to do with them because it's one little niche area that you can look at. You can you can see them, the dinosaur thrashing and trying their damnedest to stay Stuck relevant. Stuck in the tar pit. Yeah. And the same thing is what he's saying is going on here with uh, with national politics as we know it. Of course, none of this means that Ron Paul will definitely win, but it does One mean— One thing's for sure, though. People will often say Ron Paul can't win, and the reason they say it is because no guy like Ron Paul has ever, has ever won. won. And that is a true statement. The fact is that government has, over time, the presidency—power the presidency power aggregates power to itself. The presidency, over time, has gotten to be a more and more powerful office. It was not intended to be nearly so powerful as it is today. And the, the federal government has aggregated— power from the states that is not intended to have. All you have to do is read the Tenth Amendment of the uh, Bill of Rights, which I know the vast majority of my listening audience hasn't the foggiest idea it says what it says, so I'll read it. The power is not delegated to the United States by the Constitution nor provided by it to the states are reserved to the states respectively. That means that there is no power of, that the federal government has that's not enumerated in the Constitution. Those powers belong to the state. But the fact is the federal government has usurped all kinds of power from the state and its federal judges uh, just back that up and nobody seems to care or nobody gives nobody gives a flying flip at a rolling donut that that's what's happening it is worth returning to churchill's career for an even more delicious example uh, just days before he became the great wartime leader his career had been written off as that of a kook and he was being discussed as someone who had the extreme ideas and whose thinking did not reflect the mood of a nation the House of Commons was a buzz at the time with his decline and imminent fall. And then rather suddenly, something he'd been saying for many years, that there was something rotten in the state of Germany, became so obvious it could no longer be avoided. Once the nation saw that he'd been right all along, he became the leader of the free world in a very short order. His career changed, Britain changed, the world changed. No one had seen that coming either. In fact, everyone thought they knew it was coming, that the kook was about to disappear into political ba- uh, backwaters, if not the political wilderness. Do I even need to draw the parallel? Asks the author. Yeah, this is it. You know, I I I think this is such a great. It's a great article. piece. Yeah. If Paul wins, last thought here, it won't be because he's the kind of candidate Americans have always gone for. It will be precisely because Americans have collectively decided on a dramatically new way of doing business, a new political and economic paradigm, and then he'll not only have ceased to be a long shot, he'll be the only shot. Neat stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. Sounds like this could very well be the case. I don't know if, if, if it's going to be Ron Paul this time or Rand Paul in 2016. I don't know whether he's going to pass down the uh, the baton, but I can tell you that uh, Rand's set up for that. There's more coming up here. Uh, plenty of time for you and your thoughts on the way. 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number. Mark, you wanted to tell me about this 999 thing, which I really don't know very much about. So you'll have to tell me, like, you know, I've never heard it before because I haven't. Be happy to. Um, and so that's coming up. We'll explain that. 855-450-FREE and why it's a terrible idea. Yeah, terrible idea. All right. 855-450-3733. Alternately, you can dial the other number, which is 603-435-1105. Plenty of ways for you to get in touch with us about whatever's on your mind. It is a live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything you want and dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE as we launch into the third hour of this live Saturday edition of the show. 1-855-450-FREE. That is the number you can bring up anything. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. We've been talking about various different things. Everything from the Ron Paul campaign and how Huffington Post, one of their authors, thinks he can win. And I think that's great. I mean, that, that level of optimism. And I'm starting to hear people who have not even been optimistic about politics at all, all of a sudden getting enthusiastic about the Ron Paul campaign. So if that's any indicator of the level of success that he's already having in this uh, this race, then maybe he can win. So there's that and uh, the Occupy events that are going on around the country. We've been discussing uh, those as well. Certainly, you're welcome to share your experiences, your observations, 855-450-FREE. And then, Mark, you mentioned this 999 uh, plan, this Herman Cain guy. I guess he's the, the pizza man who's the uh, the head dude right now, right? Isn't he the, like, the top dog for the Republicans? Yeah, you call him the pizza guy, but um, I think that more importantly, the former head of the uh, federal, regional Federal Reserve Office. I mean, that's not cool. This guy is part of the establishment and is running as not part of the establishment. People are saying, uh-huh. you know, um, people are saying, well, he's got business acumen, and I, I'm not going to say he doesn't, but to suggest that having business acumen manner, matters in running a government, um, you know, it's it, you're talking about completely different skill sets. Um, I don't think that you can run a government like a business because it's not a business. So I get the idea of under, you know, I, I like the whole thing about efficiency and stuff like that. But, you know, the government is a, an organization that claims for itself a monopoly privilege on the use of violence. If you use the skills that you use in business in order to run a government, then you will be running an organization that has a monopoly privilege on the use of violence in the most efficient fashion. I don't think that that's what we want. I think what we want, in fact, is somebody to get government out of our lives. And Herman Cain doesn't propose to do that at all. No, it's- in fact, uh, I've got something here that I think you'll find interesting about him. You probably already knew it, but uh, it's it's pretty scary. We'll uh, bring that up here in just a moment. And first, though, we're going to go to Jonathan listening in West Virginia. Jonathan, you're on Free Talk Live listening to WVTS. Yeah, hey, guys. Uh, hey. Great show, by the way. Thanks. And, uh, What's on your and, mind? Uh, 
Welcome back. Thank you, sir. Uh, we missed you, but uh, your uh, compatriot there did a great job while you were gone. So I understand. I did hear a few of his shows uh, from the jail cell, so yeah, I, I think he did a, a pretty darn good job as well. Go ahead, Jonathan. Did What's you, on your mind were tonight? You, were you trading cigarettes for uh, radio privileges? You know, I didn't see any cigarettes while I was in there, but that doesn't mean that they were uh, that they, they weren't there. And of course, I'm not looking for those sorts of things, but yeah, you can buy a radio off of commissary, and I actually I actually ended up getting my radio for free. Uh, well, not really. I, bu- I bought two batteries and got a used one from somebody. gave gave them two batteries for their radio. They gave me a used radio. It was pretty sweet because the radios were forty radio, bucks, brand good. new. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, listen. Uh, the uh, the reason I called is uh, I'm 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 dying. Can we please talk about drugs now? To dying um, <laughs> to talk about drugs. Okay. Uh, I thought about that while I was on hold. Listen, the uh, the, the situation that I'm, uh, I want to talk about is I, I've listened from time to time uh, to your show, and um, uh, just some of the things that you guys say about drugs and uh, uh, personal responsibility are, are, are sort of staggering and a little troubling. Uh, really? I want to give you a hypothetical. If I'm a father and I have a 10-year-old who... Uh, I do cocaine or heroin in front of, and he's curious about it, and I just give him a little taste, and then he's hooked. I mean, and you're not a very good uh, father, then. (laughs) Well, yeah, I I mean, I would would be the worst father in the world, but still, that child would be making his own decision. I want more of this substance. He may. Where does where does so your, wait, some uh, people do that, by the way. Some people have their first taste of beer, Jonathan, and then they say, this stuff is foul, I never want any again. So, I mean, some will say that, but some will get hooked, right? Well, well hold on a second. Some parents are doing this today. Some parents are the ones who are responsible for introducing their kids to, to hard drugs. So this happens. So what are you? what's the point of bringing it up? Well, I'm, I'm just saying that there's something beyond... Uh, I mean, it's not personal responsibility. At some point, society has to say, yes, we're comfortable with these things, and no, we're not comfortable with these things, and that's where the drug laws come in, and I stand behind those drug laws. Okay. Well, no, wait a minute. I'm not comfortable with parents sharing cocaine with their kids, okay? So I'm, we, we, can be on the, we can be on the same page there. Right. However, what I'm, what I'm more not comfortable with is the, uh, you know, the, the millions of people that are in prison today for not harming anybody. The, the billions and billions, hundreds of billions of dollars that are spent out of my cash in order to keep them, you know, and everybody's cash, tax, taxpaying cash in order to keep them in prison and the world which is a more violent and dangerous place as a result. Today, somebody who's hooked on cocaine is likely to break into your or my house and do something terrible to our families if only to get some jewelry and a television set that they can pawn so they can get some more drugs. In the world where you're talking about, which, by the way, was only 80 years ago, I mean, cocaine hasn't been illegal that long here in the United States. Heroin, you could go to the drugstore, you could send your seven-year-old to the drugstore to buy you laudanum. And you could do that. And, you know, somehow we made it through all of that. Um, I don't know. You know, I don't know if parents were dishing out cocaine to their kids at that time, but they could have and no one would have stopped. Address them. the issue then of, uh, of meth. I mean, the, the smoke or making meth creates a I mean, buildings have to be condemned. Entirely. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. How long have you been listening to the show, Jonathan? Oh, I don't know. Off and on for uh, several months. So you've heard us talk about the war on drugs before. Oh yeah. 
All right. I know I've run through this. Maybe you missed it. I'm going to run through it again because there's always somebody new listening, but maybe it'll sound familiar to you because I'm sure I've mentioned this before. Methamphetamine is available in the legal marketplace. There's a drug that's manufactured in controlled laboratory conditions called disoxin. They don't have to deal with the same problems that you're talking about. They don't have flash fires. They don't have little children running around. It's not a dangerous, uh, you know, as dangerous of an environment to uh, to make meth because it's a laboratory. It's a it's a manufacturing facility. In the absence of prohibition, you don't have those dangerous manufacturing conditions anymore because people can do it openly. They can have a factory set up for the, the manufacture of methamphetamine, and you don't deal with the kids being poisoned and, and all the other horrible things, fires being started, that, that come along with illicit black market meth-making. Make sense? To a degree. I, I still think as a, as a member of a, a society that building up that's not something that i want well I, whether you want it or not but that wasn't the address that wasn't the question the, the, what you were talking about was uh buildings being condemned and i'd ask you this as a per capita um a percentage of the population how many people in the 30s were killed by uh you know stills blowing up versus how many people today are killed in uh, in residential settings from uh liquor distillery operations detonating uh, obviously, I wouldn't have an answer for that. The, the answer, so, I mean, but but you would you would probably be able to guess that far fewer people are killed in a residential setting by stills blowing up now than they were previously, right? Sure. Let's okay. get back to the moral issue, though, because I see what you're saying. For you, this is a you feel like this is a moral issue that uh, you want to raise society up. Did that is it my understanding correctly? Yeah. Okay. I mean, we we as a we as a society are saying. I mean, it's the exact same thing as the the free market. We are saying, as a society, we do not want these things. No, no, that's not the free market. It's not the free market when you uh, when you create prohibition, because the free market, by definition, has to allow all things uh, to be sold. If someone wants to buy something and someone wants to sell it, then it's none of anybody else's business in the free market whether or not they do that. Uh, you need Where's to, to allow people to make these choices for themselves. So you're not talking about a free market in any shape or form. It, it, it gets down to absurdity. I mean... The free market, I mean, there would probably be a market for child prostitution. Well, at that point, you're talking about slavery, and um, you know we believe in the idea of freedom. We don't believe that people should use force on other individuals. Right. I don't want to get well, away from will. that one point. I want to focus on the moral issue. You made the statement that you want to raise society up, and you believe that the prohibition of drugs assists with that. I would argue the opposite, that uh, prohibition actually makes things worse. But what I want to ask you, if you will stick with us, can you stick with us? Yeah. All right, Jonathan, we're going to bring you back here in a moment. While you're on hold, think about this one. If it's all about making society better through force, which is what prohibition is, well, then alcohol leads to all kinds of immoral things, terrible immoral behavior, fighting and, uh, and you know, rape and, and pillaging and destruction and uh, just all kinds of immorality. Should we also go ahead and prohibit alcohol? We're coming up. Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Juicy Juice, 100% juice, providing a full serving of fruit in every four ounces. Visit us at JuicyJuice.com. When it comes to nutrition, kids need both fruits and vegetables every day to stay healthy and grow. For the ideal mix, your kids should have at least one and a half cups of any veggie or 100% veggie juice and one cup of any fruit or 100% fruit juice a day. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash Your Family Today.
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves, 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. And tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free, so enjoy those. And those include the mobile site. If you've got a smartphone, you want to get quick access to our streams and podcasts, go to m.freetalklive.com, m as in mobile. .freetalklive.com. Every so often, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, amidst a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is emerging to change the way monetary systems work around the world. It's called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a private, free market monetary system. It's a currency, a new form of money, and it's not the liability of a bank, nor issued by any government, nor tracked by any corporation. We encourage you to learn more about it, but there's much to learn. A good starting place is weusecoins.com. Again, it's weusecoins.com. All right, so we've got Jonathan on the line here. He's listening in uh, the Charleston area in West Virginia to WVTS. And Jonathan, you've brought up an issue that is near and dear uh, to my heart. And you, you, you sound like a rational kind of guy. You know, you're not shouting. You're not getting all upset like a, you know, a drug warrior might. But you, you are taking a very hard-line stance in favor of uh, the so-called war on drugs. And so I've got, I've got some probing questions uh, to throw out at, uh, at you here. And you had made the statement uh, uh, earlier that you thought that this was about morality, essentially, that uh, you want to raise society up, and you, that you believe this drug prohibition does that. I think it does the opposite, but I don't want to get into an essay on that point. What I wanted to find out from you was if you believe that prohibition can enhance morality, then shouldn't you also accept the idea of bringing back alcohol prohibition? Well, I think the answer to that, and I'm in a stairwell now, so I I'm, apologize for an echo, but... I think the answer to that is we as a society have crafted, doing away with prohibition, we found a set of rules that we put in place in prohibition's place. Um, And we as a society are comfortable with these set of rules. If you drink and drive, you won't be able to drive. If you are driving drunk and kill somebody, it's manslaughter. And we... And I, I'll well, speak for myself. As, yeah, you better a, speak for yourself because you can't include me in that way because I'm not comfortable with these rules. I think that the, the rules on alcohol are just terrible the way that, uh, right. the way that and, they are. And they differ. There's 50 different states that have 50 different sets of rules here. So I don't think we as a society have come to any conclusions on uh, – very few conclusions on alcohol. But the drinking and driving rules are very uh, – they're very specific to an individual and their actions. Rather than an individual who harms no one, you're talking about an individual individual who is arguably placing others in danger with their behavior. Right. I thought we were talking about morality. And so it sounded earlier like you suggested that using drugs was immoral. Do you believe that's true? Um, uh, if, it, if it infringes, if I, as someone who chooses not to do drugs, if your drug use infringes on my rights, um, then yeah, of course. Well, I'm not sure exactly. I would agree with that. I'm not sure exactly how that would be that my drug use would infringe. Say you passed out my front lawn. Well, that's not my uh, drug use's fault. That's my fault for uh, for being irresponsible. So I'm asking you about drugs and the use of them themselves, not having anything to do with destroying property or anything like that, because those are crimes, uh, separate crimes, and you know, hurting people and destroying things should be criminal. So we're just talking about the use of drugs. Is that immoral? Uh. 
in a way, I would say, and I, I say that with all the hesitation in the world because I think um, I think it takes you out of reality. Hmm. And, I mean, if we're going to be a fully functioning society, then do we want that? And how does that better the world we live in? So do you drink? Uh, sure. Well, doesn't that take you out of reality? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, really? How drunk have you gotten? <laughs> uh, to the point where I'm not comfortable driving. Sure. And you're going to tell me with a straight face yeah. <laughs> that that keeps you, you got in a real problem. With, you've got a real problem oh, with your boy. consistencies here, my friend. You've, you've I'm, I'm going to pull off the, the pit bull here and tell you, you have some real problems with your consistencies. Alcohol is one of the most dangerous drugs man has ever known. It's right up there with heroin. But it will kill is, you. The thing is, again, again, I mean. Society has said we're okay with society hasn't said anything. Look, safe. society doesn't the exist. Society doesn't hey, exist. So, what you're calling Jonathan, Jonathan, society doesn't exist. What you're calling society is a majority of people who are willing to use force and violence on a minority of people who have harmed no one. That's you're not immoral. talking about society, you're talking about uncivil behavior. That's the true immorality is to force people to attempt you know to make them moral. How can you make someone moral by force? Well, it's it's the collective, isn't it? I mean, if if everyone was doing it their own thing, then you get back to anarchy. I what? Mean, so there has to be some. You didn't answer you know, my question. Hold on. I'm fine with rules. You can set whatever rules you want on your own private property. If you don't want to allow me on your private property because I smoke some pot, then that's your choice. You should be able to be free to make that choice. But we're talking about the issue of morality here. So let me change. Let me see if I can change gears a little bit and try to help you kind of see the point I'm trying to make. Is it moral to force people to give to charity? No, it defeats the purpose of donating to charity. Right. Okay. So you can see that. You can see that by forcing people to give to charity, that you are taking all the virtue out of it. You're sucking any level of morality away from what would normally be a very virtuous, altruistic, moral act. So you see that, yes? Right. Now, I see where you're going with this, but how did you get to this? Well, how did you go to the store today? Hold on. In case someone else doesn't see where I'm going with this, if it's not moral to force people to do something that's seen as moral, like give to charity, then it is also not moral to force people to not put things in their bodies that uh, might alter their state of consciousness. Because, again, you're trying to shove, literally, shove morality down someone's throat. And on top of that, you're saying, if you do what we tell you not to do, uh, not to do, those of us who are uh, drug, drug warriors... We will have you thrown in a cage, which is one of the least moral things you can do to somebody who's not actually harmed another human being. And use my money to do it. And steal other people's money, uh, force them at gunpoint to pay for this immoral system. So do you see how it is that by using force on your neighbors, who may be doing something with which you disagree, you're the one who's become the advocate of immorality? (laughs) I'm not following that line of thinking. Are you a religious man? I'm sorry? Are you a religious man? In a way, yeah. What? What's your religion? I'm Baptist. Okay. So you believe in uh, Satan? Sure, yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, Satan's a pretty tricky guy, right? That's kind of his whole gig. <laughs> He's a tricky guy. Right. So right. what if it's possible that Satan has actually tricked 
good people like you into believing that it's okay to use aggressive force on other people to try to change their behavior. As the Bible suggests that he will do to the vast majority of uh, followers. You think about that for a while, Jonathan, and call us another night. We can talk further about this. I thank you for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. I'm fine if drug warriors want to go out and kidnap people and throw them into cages. Do it themselves. Do it themselves and don't use my money. Look, then they will bear the onus of their own actions. If that's what you want to do is go out and kidnap people who haven't harmed anybody who are doing some drugs, go ahead, throw them in cages. Just leave my tax dollars out of it. 855-450-FREE. Take control. Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program, and you can dial in toll-free to bring up anything you want, 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Joining you tonight is Ian. And Mark. Hey, we invite you to our website as well over at freetalklive.com. If you enjoy this program, you want to help support Free Talk Live, you may do that by going and uh, amping. Becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into Free Talk Live, get on more radio stations across the country, bring more internet listeners on board as well, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom and real morality. Not this fake crap that uh, the politicians are feeding you. Uh, amp.freetalklive.com is where to go. You can get signed up with any major credit card, PayPal, or some alternative options. And it's a great way to get behind the show and get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only forum, and more. Uh, go get the details and get signed up over at amp.freetalklive.com. Now then, if you do love liberty and you understand that freedom means you have to allow others to be free, which means that they're going to do things that you don't agree with. If you understand what liberty is all about, you want to have liberty for yourself, means you have to let other people be free, you get that, then you owe it to yourself to get up here to New Hampshire. You don't have to move right away. The Free State Project, freestateproject.org, is where you can go to learn more about this movement of people. Like you and I, Mark, we moved here five years ago, and people are coming every single month uh, up here to New Hampshire to move in and make a, a new life for themselves and, and work towards achieving more liberty in our lifetime. We've already got hundreds of people who've made the move. Thousands are pledged. Over 11,000 people are pledged to move to New Hampshire. At some Soon 20,000. Yep. We're, we're, our goal is 20,000. But uh, every year, there are a couple of events that the Free State Project puts on up here to give you the opportunity and the excuse to come up and see what this is all about. Whether you've signed up for the Free State Project or you're just a looky-loo, maybe you're on the fence, uh, or maybe you've already been living in New Hampshire for a long time. You want to go to the Liberty Forum 2012. It's happening February 23rd through the 26th. Mark, you and I, we've attended the last several Liberty Forums, I think ever since the first one. I think we've um, been to every one of them. Yeah. yeah, and they've just been getting better and better every single year, and it's always so much fun to be around other like-minded, liberty-oriented people. People you don't have to talk to, uh, you know, you don't have to start from, from square one on the discussions about freedom. They're already there. Now you can you can get into the minutia, or you can just talk about other things that don't have anything to do with freedom. It's a great networking opportunity. It's a great chance to meet some of the you know like the big names in the liberty movement. There are going to be some speakers and some panel discussions. Uh, there are inevitably keynote speeches during banquets and things like that. It's basically a hotel kind of convention, but it's liberty style, so it's not your typical stuffy uh, convention atmosphere. 
just give you an example, there was like a drum circle one night at uh, at a recent Liberty Forum at the in the the hotel lobby in this ritzy hotel lobby. Uh, you know, got people like John McCain. One year he was in the same hotel and he got confronted by a guy with a video camera, Barry Cooper from Never Get Busted, which was just you know a great moment. Uh, so it's like a nice hotel, but it's kind of a you know not quite the same crowd you'd expect to see in the hotel. It's a different crowd. Some people are going to wear suits. Some people are going to wear uh, not anything close to suits. So it's a, it's a nice variety and it's a great time. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, indeed, I think everybody should go. Free Talk Live is going to be broadcasting live there as well. And you can save 10%. Use our discount code over at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. The code is FTL2012. So that'll save you 10% on the already low price early bird registration. 200 bucks for full bank, you know, for all the banquets and stuff. And the whole the weekend, $200 is what the cost is, 199 bucks. That alone, even without our discount code, is a pretty good price for a convention. So get in early while you can still get that early bird discount. You can always share rooms with people, too, to lower the cost of staying. I've seen four people in those rooms, and some rooms have, I've seen more than four. I don't know if that's technically by the hotel's rules, but uh, it happens, and people can really get their costs of staying down uh, on this. So if, if that's an issue, there are forums over at the Free State Project's website where you can hook up with other people and uh, and share rooms with them. So. It's a community of people, and it's an amazing one, and it's worth coming and checking out. Go to freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum to learn more about that. You know, Mark, I want to talk to this, about this Herman Cain thing uh, you, since you wanted to bring it up. But since this gentleman called about the war on drugs and morality, I uh, thought of something that I had heard about before I went to jail, and I heard about it again while I was in jail. And when he was talking about morality, and this I just for thought— for civil disobedience. I think people ought to know. Yeah, yeah, I was in jail for civil disobedience. People go to jail for a lot of things these days. But anyway, what I wanted to bring up was this story about cocaine and what it's being cut with today. Because I had pointed out, and I didn't get into a lot of detail, but I had pointed out to uh, Jonathan, I think it was, that it's far more immoral. I mean, it, the, the true immoral position is the prohibition position. It's the, that's the position that says, I don't care about you. You drug user types, you can just go rot in a cage for all I care. And to be truly moral, you have to care about human beings. I mean, these are pe- these are people. These are your friends, your family members, your brothers and sisters. These are your your network. You know, the people at work, your customers. Drug users are everywhere. Neighbors. Even Jonathan admitted that he was a drug user, but his was okay, even though it was alcohol, the hardest drug, one of the hardest drugs, right up there with heroin, known to man. One of the most uh, the, the the drugs that leads people to do some of the most immoral, horrific things to people in their own families. And they're friends. But he so, uses it, and it, he uses it fine, right. and so he's, it's fine with me that he does. No, it's fine with me, too, but he's got all this rationale, right, as to why it's okay to use alcohol, but it's not okay to use cocaine, etc. And I don't advocate using cocaine. I've never done it. I'm not interested. I in don't advocate it. using alcohol. I, I, mean, I think you should do whatever you want to do. I think you should do whatever you want to do in moderation. Be careful and learn about it and be aware of what, the, what these things can do to you. And in the black market... These drugs are not what they would be in the legal market. We already explained that meth and other drugs could be manufactured in quality-controlled conditions. Well, there are certain things that happen as a result of that. You get product that you know what to expect. When you crack open that next can of Budweiser, it's going to taste just like the last one, just like the last pack you bought you know, six months ago because they've got a process and a recipe and they follow it. And if you don't like the way that tastes, and I don't, uh, you like you know, like something else. You can choose that. But with the, the black market and drugs, you never know what you're going to get. It is a total crapshoot every single time. And if you care about humans, if you care about your fellow man and you want to claim to be moral, the only moral position is to end prohibition 
as quickly as possible so we can finally have drugs like cocaine, as dangerous and as addictive as they might be, manufactured in controlled conditions. Let me give you an example as to why. Here's a story from New York Daily News, NYDailyNews.com. Cocaine used to just get you high. Now it rots your skin. Doctors say the cocaine hitting the streets in New York and L.A. is now being cut. And by the way, when it hits the streets in New York and L.A., it's hitting the streets everywhere else. Lots of drugs come out of these urban centers and go to other places. So, for instance, cocaine you might buy here in Keene, New Hampshire, has probably come from New York. You know, that's where the that's that's where the gangsters are. So, this coke that's on the streets today is being cut with a drug that veterinarians use to deworm livestock. Now, why do they cut cocaine? Mark, you can answer this, well, right? Because uh, <laughs> for one, that's what the marketplace expects. I mean, people don't want a full bump of cocaine they need to have something that's that's lighter i guess um and also well you know it's cheaper to have baby powder or whatever in your cocaine than it is to put cocaine in your the latter reason is the correct reason mark the market may expect it that's not the market expects purity when it comes to legal the legal marketplace not in the, the the drug marketplace or the illegal drug, I'm not sure that's true. Um, they expect the they expect the right amount of drug inside the dosage they take. I'm not 100 percent sure that they expect ev- to be able to look on the bottle and see you know 50 dosage. proof or whatever. It, with the uh, the real reason is to cut product. It's it's cutting. It's making the product go uh, go further. Oh, it still looks like cocaine, but it's actually half horse tranquilizer or whatever. And in this case, excuse me, it's not tranquilizer. It's deworming medication. So you've got. Cocaine cut with deworming medication, cut with dishwasher detergent, cut with who knows what other you know white chem- powdery chemical they can they can put in there yeah. uh, to make you it. You should hope it's baking soda, right? So if you're a drug dealer and you actually manage to get relatively pure cocaine, you can take cut in a bunch of you know whatever crap in there that you want to double your supply, sell it for the same price, and you know make more money. That's the motivation behind it, and it's terrible because they're hurting people. Now they don't care; they just want to make money. The legal legal drug dealers that are at the high levels that are doing this stuff, they don't care. Obviously, they don't. But listen to what is happening here. It's causing Cokehead's skin to rot off. In a June report published by the Journal of the American Academy of Dermatology, doctors described six cases where users developed ghastly splotches of dead skin after snorting or smoking cocaine laced with the drug levamisol. Dr. Mercurio, dermatologist at the Rochester Medical Center, co-authored a study, said her hospital had treated five cases in just the last year. We've seen very profound areas of necrosis, dying skin, usually located on the scalp, ears, face, and elsewhere on the body. It's very alarming. And let me Sounds tell you, alarming. the pictures are disgusting. 1-855-450-FREE. This is happening because of prohibition. More away, Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves. Even in these remaining moments, enough time for you and your thoughts. one 450 free That's 
888-346-3733. And tonight, it's Ian here. And Mark. So you can, of course, take control, and you can also join our website over at freetalklive.com. The bulletin board system is back. Well, it never really went away, but it's been rebooted, so to speak. There have been some major changes made. If you haven't been to the Free Talk Live BBS in a while, and most of you haven't because it's been dropping off the map in popularity significantly in the last uh, three years, we've retooled uh, the way it works. It's no longer a virtually unmoderated place where anything goes or next to anything goes. It'll be a little more heavily moderated now. Uh, it, you know, We never allowed spam or, or racism uh, in the past or, or advocation of violence, but there's going to be a little bit uh, tighter control on that. Uh, and in addition, you, the user of the BBS, actually have total editorial control over your threads. And what I mean by that is if you post something and then somebody posts something that you don't like, you can just delete their post. And that's really going to make, make it so that people are, are cautious. They're going to just post some crap that's intended to offend people because they just might get deleted. So if you spend time, Mark, if you were to spend time writing a post that uh, had something outrageous in it, then that person deletes that post, you've wasted that five minutes or however much time it took you to, to write that post. Indeed. So it should be interesting to see how that, just that one little change will, uh, will make a difference. Plus there have been some new, uh, new forums added, uh, some, some new uh, moderators have been added as well. So drop on by bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. So I think I've gotten the news out there pretty effectively, this uh, Levamisol here, but it's some more interesting uh, statistics from this piece over at NY Daily News. We're talking about this cutting agent. Now, it's used to treat farm animals for worms, and at one time was used to fight colon cancer. Recently, though, it's skyrocketed as uh, as a cutting agent for cocaine. Now, what's happening? These coke users are snorting all the cocaine they're used to snorting, and they're getting this drug, Levamisol, in there. And the Levamisol is actually causing their skin to rot. You look at the picture. I showed you one of the pictures, Mark, during the break. It's a guy's ear with like black patches. He's turning on it. into a zombie. Yeah, he looks like he's turning into the living dead. Now you'd think that this would be enough reason for people to stop using cocaine, but you wouldn't understand the nature of addiction in that case. They're going to still want to use their cocaine, and they're still going to take their damn chances. A lot of them are. Yeah, what I mean, you know, if you're addicted to cocaine, think about being addicted to cigarettes. If you're addicted to these things, and suddenly you know something's wrong with the cocaine in the marketplace, what do you do about it? Probably the answer that most coke addicts are going to come up with is not stop doing cocaine. Right. So if you really care about people, and that's what you would, you know, that's what I would think someone who claimed to be moral would believe, that they care about other humans, then the only caring thing to do, the most caring thing to do, is to legalize all of these drugs or decriminalize them, to take them out of the black marketplace and allow the free market to actually handle these things, where you can get cocaine that's real cocaine that hasn't been cut with anything and that you know exactly what dose you're getting. Then at least you'll just have a cocaine addiction and not have to deal with your skin rotting off at the same time. And the person with a cocaine addiction can go and seek help for that addiction without worry that somebody's going to call the police, some doctor is going to be obligated to call the police on this person and have them reported. There's so many reasons why people who are drug addicts don't seek help. One of them is paranoia, and rightfully so. They're afraid of being locked up in a cage. It's not paranoia if, uh, if your fear is legitimate. So if you actually do care about other human beings and you actually want to see them get better 
and get them off of drugs, then you have to advocate for decriminalization or legalization. Right. And some would argue that if we, if we put incentives in place, then that will dissuade at least some from doing drugs. But those people haven't spent a lot of time looking at whatever statistics there are out there about drug use. The fact is that when you, when you decriminalize uh, drugs like marijuana and things like that, you can look at Portugal, you can look at uh, uh, Holland, um, and you mm-hmm. can see that, in fact, they have had a decrease in people doing drugs. That the opposite of what we might think is the case is the case. That um, you know, high school students are doing fewer drugs in these places. Why? I guess it's the for- forbidden fruit aspect. I don't know. But 80 years of drug warring hasn't fixed the problem in fact it's only gotten worse in fact the numbers i don't you know what's gotten worse is the government intervention in the drug war but not the usage of drugs they're about it's about the same as it has always been you could argue that uh, crack and methamphetamine never would have come into existence without the the war on drugs i, I think it's a very good argument so it has had. gotten worse from that perspective okay. and there are more dangerous drugs out there and certainly the marketplace for them hasn't gotten less dangerous with even more killings going on down around the border area and all kinds of nastiness. Americans were horrified by um, alcohol prohibition. But for some reason, they're not horrified by marijuana prohibition or whatever other drug prohibition. It just there. hasn't struck close enough to home, I guess. Let's go to Linda listening in Charleston, South Carolina, to WSEFM. Hey, Linda. Hi, guys. Hey. I just love you. And I, I'm older than dirt, but I want to tell you that for so many years, way before you two were born, had a lot of the emotions you expressed, didn't know what to do about them. And, honey, I think you're so right. I don't think crack and some of the other things would be around today if a lot was had been legalized back in the 50s yep. or 60s, whenever. But I don't know how to go about anything. What you guys are doing, I applaud. That's what is going to make a change, and I hope I see it before my time on this earth passes. I really do. I heard you, Linda. Thank you for the thoughts. Anything else you want to share tonight? I just love you both, and I don't want you to change. I hope you never do. <laughs> change is inevitable, Linda, and I thank you for the call, but I love you too. one 450 free One thing you can count on in life is change, right? You can't stay the same. You can't. Anybody who thinks they've stayed the same over the last 10 years of their life, last five years of their life, come on, please. You've got to be honest with yourself. Everybody changes. You're constantly in a state of change. Change is what nature is. It's, there's no way you can stop change from happening. In fact, trying to stop change from happening is going to result in some very uncomfortable things uh, for you, most likely. Your body's cells are constantly splitting. You, yourself, you're not even the same physical person you were. I think it's seven, is it seven years that every single cell in your body or whatever, every bit of your body has completely been replaced with new product, essentially? I've, I've heard that. Yeah. Every, seri- every several years, you are literally a new physical you. And of course, you're a new mental you because you've learned things. You've come to new conclusions. You've maybe changed your mind about some things uh, in that period of time. I'm nowhere near the same person I was a decade ago. <laughs> Not even close. I, I'm thinking about uh, uh, Linda said, you know, use the term love. And at one time I heard Rush Limbaugh say, you know, somebody call in and say, oh, we love you, Rush. And and he said, well, <laughs> I love you, too. You know, and it seems so strained and weird 
Did it seem strained when I said it? No, I think you did a pretty good job okay. with it. But, you know, obviously, I don't know Linda. And, but I don't either. What I want to concentrate on my life for is loving everybody. So I do love Linda. I love her as a human being. And mm-hmm. I want to love everybody who calls in, including Jonathan, who called in. And Jonathan wasn't by any means our worst or craziest uh, caller no, or, meanest or anything not. like that. Anything like that. He wasn't even, he wasn't even in the zip code. He, he's not even in the top 80%. Um, but... You know, I want to be able to show my love to and respect, and I think that that's how it um, how it needs to portray itself. Uh, you know, not this kind of gushy, weird thing or anything like that. But yeah. I think it needs to um, it. You know, it, it it portrays itself in a, in a way of respecting someone in your tone and things like that. And I want to be able to show love to everybody who calls in and listens. I hope they hear that from me. I know they don't all the time. I'd like to be a love evolutionary. I'm not sure that I achieve it every minute. There's a guy actually visiting Keene this weekend who has Lovolution tattooed on his inner arm, like his forearm. You know, that's hardcore. It's, it's hardcore, right? Not but, revolution, but Lovolution. Lovolution. He took the R off, so it's essentially evolution with love reversed. And, and imagine how one has to comport oneself every minute of every day in order to stick with that. Now, I think that it's a. It's a statement to the world to have a tattoo that says Lovolution or mm-hmm. Lovolutionary um, on your your forearm, and I support it, but I know I can't do it. I mean, I'm a guy who's filled with uh, you know upset and rage at uh, certain things that I see in the world, and I hate that, And but you know the fact is that yelling and rage, these things are poor ways to change the world. An effective way to change the world is to love and respect other people. You, you, need, to, you need to be firm in your convictions. And you need to show them how those convictions uh, you know, manifest themselves. But people aren't going to react positively to, if, to you if you're enraged and upset. And I think that this all goes back to sort of the, uh, the, 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 the initial tribe, the, the, the way that hominids uh, group together. That guy that comes in who's uh, you know, into the group and he's yelling and throwing grass in the air and you know, throwing all mm-hmm. upset. That guy's a threat. He's not a friend. He's a threat. And so if you are upset and yelling and and all these things, you portray to other people something that you don't want to portray to them. The best thing you can do, I think, one of the best things you can do to love others, even if you disagree with them, is to try to put yourself in their shoes. See them as another version of you. In fact, that's really all they are. And that's all that you are. I mean, we're all just little versions of uh, something greater, in my opinion. Anyway, we're out of time for uh, for that tonight. Wish I could explain more, but we'll be back because we do this thing seven nights a week. And Mark, you're going to be heading up the show tomorrow night. That's Sunday right. FreeTalkLive.com. That's right. And enjoy the rest of your weekend, everybody. When the power goes out for any length of time, you've got problems, starting with food that's going bad, even in the freezer. No communications, living by candlelight or flashlight. It's a bad place to be. The solar flare cycle is heating up and has already done damage to the grid. NASA and NOAA tell us that next year and in 2013, it will take down large sections of the grid for days or weeks at a time. Hurricanes and floods also cut power for several days or weeks. You can protect yourself now. The SG-1 solar generator by Sound Wisdom produces 5,000 watts of household current, comes with 230 amp hours of battery, 220 watt solar panels, and a built-in battery maintainer desulfator. This is the only portable system you can add as many batteries or solar panels as you like. It will also convert power from windmills, water wheels, DC welders, or gas generators. Any source of 12-volt DC power. See it now at freetalklivesolar.com. Technicians are standing by now to answer your questions even during the Sunday night show.
freetalklivesolar.com.